To make it to the top, you have to deal with adversity. It's how you handle yourself when you're successful. It's how you handle yourself when there's failures. Don't make excuses. Find a way to get it done. Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. Got with you today, the Knucklehead Stephen. And uh, I'm excited to have Josh from Sideways. I'm going to call it Sideways Barbecue, but I don't think it's called Sideways Barbecue. What is it? It's Sideways. It's Sideways. Sideways. Yeah. Awesome. So Sideways, local business owner here in Rockwall, Texas. But you also have clients that you service really all over the country with a bunch of different things that you do as a business owner. Yeah. That's awesome. Tell people a little bit about you, man. Welcome to the show. Marine, right? Yeah. Hoorah. Double dog. I was 0311. Yeah, I was infantry. And my son's in right now. So he's out in Camp Pendleton making his daddy proud. So he's out there knocking it out. And so, yeah. Uh, That's awesome. What is it like being a dad of a Marine? It's different. Uh, It's different. Well, I mean, so we both went to MCRD in California. So it's kind of cool because I got a wall of honor in our restaurant. As you know, you've seen it. Oh, yeah. Um, But it's me and my son. We have our pictures up there. So anybody in the military can bring their picture of them in uniform, put it on our wall. I owe and, you a uh, picture. Yeah, I, I, need, picture. I need the picture. So we put it on our wall. Yeah. And uh, But what's kind of cool is, you know, you say what it's like being a dad of a Marine is, so I've got my picture when I was 18 years old and then my son's picture when he was 18 years old and we're in the same outfit, you know, and we're on same in the same image. room, I mean, taking that same picture at the same age. It's, it's kind of cool. It's pretty special. So that is cool. So let's talk a little bit about what Knucklehead is. Uh, Knucklehead is a, it's really just a, uh, it's a conversation between two people. The conversation that I'd like to have though about Knucklehead is really just what do people screw up whenever they're talking about running a business? What are some unknown unknowns going into yeah. business that you just, you, you end oh. up stubbing your toe, you skinning your knee, busting your lip. I mean, you compete in competitions all the time related yeah. to food. So there may be hours and hours that go by before something doesn't turn out exactly the way you want it to, right? That you have to deal with in your business. So I can imagine that your lessons are long and plentiful uh, when it comes to that. So tell people a little bit about you and your background and how you got started in this whole business, man. So it started off uh, as doing barbecue competitions and uh, just having fun. You know, really it was kind of just local competitions starting off and uh, go around and, and do bigger competitions. And it really... You know, I didn't even want to do competitions. I was, I, I just loved cooking in my backyard and we would, I'd have, uh, start off with like a handful of people. I'd have my smoker out and uh, make a brisket and a rack of ribs or something like that. Invite a few friends over. We'd bust out a guitar, you know, sing, start a fire, you know, just have a good time. So that was every Friday and Saturday night. And it grew from five people to 25 people to 50 people. And then it just grew and grew and grew and grew. And then one day, one of my buddies said, we're signing you up for a barbecue competition. I was like, you ain't signing me up for no barbecue competition. I just do this because I love it. And, uh, and he's like, no, I'm signing you up for a barbecue competition. You have to do it. I want you to see it. And I was like, all right. So he signed me How up. How long ago was this? Oh, this was 10 years ago, I guess. All right. Um, so, so for those of you who are listening, who are toggling with the idea of running a business, Tell your friends that you don't want to. And that's the <laughs> yeah, lesson that's, learned. That's there, how so. it worked. So yeah. he signed me up and uh, we go out to small town, Mount Vernon. And at the end of the day, I won first place brisket, first place ribs, first place chicken, grand champion, kind of just clean slate. And I was surprised. Couldn't believe it. 
so uh, after that, that first competition, I was kind of hooked. So I started doing more competitions and won a bunch, lost a bunch, learned a whole lot. You didn't start this whole thing, though, wanting to start mm-hmm. a restaurant. You no. just wanted to make good food. Yeah, that was it. And then uh, how did you get interested in food? Like, what? I don't understand. I just like to eat. Uh, and I like, you know, food brings people together. And like I said, it was in my backyard and bringing everybody together and everybody likes to have, you know, eat a rack of ribs and drink a beer. And, uh, you know, we, like I said, we bust out a guitar sing and, uh, just, you know, everybody's talking and fellowship. I mean, it was just good, you know? So that's what I like, you know, it's, it's not just the food. It's, it's about people. the atmosphere, it's, and what the, atmosphere it's the culture. It's kind of how this place is, right? I mean, yeah. is that by design? Yeah, it's by design. So sideways is my backyard and that's what it is i mean we have cornhole we'd play cornhole every day we you know we'd like i said we'd have the band we our guitar the same food everything's the same so well everybody who's listening you can hear some sounds behind us i mean we're sitting on his stage right he's got a stage right in the middle of his restaurant and when it comes to restaurants people understand you make money by serving food on tables yeah right and so there's a large area up here in his restaurant that, sh- you know, quite frankly, there could be tables here, but you're deciding to make it very intent with the atmosphere. Yeah. And you're deciding to go through that process to give people an experience. Yeah. Like tonight we got car- uh, karaoke. Oh, so wow. I'll be up here tearing the stage up tonight. Yeah. So I'll be up here singing myself. So that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. What's your son say about uh, coming out here? What does he, does he give you a hard time about it or does he like it? Oh, he loves it. No, he, uh, I mean, obviously he's, he's, out in California, but when he comes into town, he's so proud. You know, he just his eyeballs get big. How long? Know. How long has this place been around then? Uh, this is we've been here for a year. For one year. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's an exciting period of time as a business owner. Oh yeah. Um, so lessons learned. Let's let's rewind the clock back a year ago. What would you tell yourself? What pitfalls would you stay away oh. from? What mistakes would you try to navigate away from? I'd still do it, but I'm telling you, it's planning you got to plan and you got to have plan b plan c plan d and then you got to have a backup plan for all those i mean you can't stop planning Uh, it's always something and you have to be creative you can't and and also feedback so there's if a customer says i had this bad experience what a lot of business owners do is they're just like ah you know, but we listen, you got to listen and you, and you make adjustments and you don't just make adjustment for one out of a thousand customers. You know, you got that one customer that's just mad no matter what, or they just have their own mindset of the way they think things should be. But if you have that one or two or three and four, and now it's a, it's a consistent thing, then you, you got to make a change. And that's what we do. We, we make changes. And the, the, the pitfalls of starting a business, you know, you go in there and you think you have this much money to make it all happen. But then you come in here and then the, then you got to fix the plumbing. Well, somebody's got to fix the plumbing, you know, and if you don't have the money for the plumbing, then where's it going to come from? And then you, if your smoker breaks down or something in the kitchen or, some, you know, it's just a million things. So plan ahead, but have more than what you think you needed. And um, it's not a scary thing, but it's just, you know, in your budgets, you know, always make sure you budget way more (laughs) than what you think. No, I understand that. So let's get specific here real quick. Yeah. What has been the biggest surprise that you didn't realize that you were going to have to spend? Oh, yeah. Looking back at your year one. Well, I mean, there's surprises every day. I don't know. I mean, honestly, it's, we, we had our build out, we did our, our, our build out and we were happy with what we did. 
but I mean, it's like maintenancing things. You know, you got a, the AC, you, get, you might have to replace the AC, which we did the plumbing because you got to go out there and do the grease traps and all this other stuff. I mean, it's, I never done this stuff in my life. You know, I'm going, like I said, I came out of a garage and then got into, you know, we're, Jeff and I were like, okay, let's just, let's do a restaurant. I think it's a good idea. Your background's technology, right? Yeah. Well, I was in the car business for a long time and GSL, general sales manager and did all that for a while. And then uh, me and a business partner of mine named James Schaefer uh, started a digital marketing firm where we created an app and it went really well. So then we started a radio show and uh, did that for a while and kind of used those two to help each other out for each product. So very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So that basic blocking attack and gave you some Lego bricks yeah. to piece together largely kind of what you're doing now. So yeah. how, how are you using that now to help grow your business currently? Uh, marketing. I mean, we market the heck out of our place. Uh, every day I do a video. Uh, I try to do a video every day, but uh, it doesn't always work out that way. But it's almost like you had an app, you know, that could customize that whole yeah, experience. I right? mean, that'd be great, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it, it is through my app. Our, our company is Delivery Max and it's one word, two X's. So Delivery Max, all one word, two X's. Uh, but yeah, so we do everything through there. Uh, we do videos, everything. I mean, we market the heck out of this place. And what I've really found on that gets a lot of traction are how-to videos. So anybody can just put up a video and say, hey, everybody, you know, come on out to Sideways Barbecue. That's great. But give them something that draws them in. Everybody wants to know how we make our brisket. Well, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe to it, and you see how I make my brisket step by step by step. YouTube. What's YouTube. the channel name? Uh, sideways sideways yeah and then you subscribe hit, hit that bell icon and you'll see all of our videos uh you want to know how we make our ribs i do a how-to video on how we make our ribs i did some uh today i'm uploading a chicken wing video so we're going to show that's you awesome. how we do our chicken wings that's awesome so yeah it's interesting that you're talking about that today's episode is largely brought to you through collaboration <laughs> by vet training and coaching it's actually a veteran transition organization out in san yeah. diego one of my buddies chris hoffman is is running it but Part of what his outreach is, is to let veteran business owners, because you serve some time in the military, he wants to get his message out there for, for people who actually want to run a business or mm -hmm. want to get clear on what their next steps are. Yeah. That's what he's doing is he's sponsoring this show so your message can get out there to That's people. That's awesome. So Love that. Uh, yep, absolutely, man. So We do a lot of, uh, so like the Band of Brothers, I'm part of the Band of Brothers here in Rockwall, and it's a veteran deal. Anybody that was in the military can be in there. And I also do the veterans court. So uh, any veteran that gets their first DWI, we help them. Uh, we do a veterans court. We put them through a series of classes. If they finish the entire class for the year, then uh, they're they're off scot-free. It's a sponge. Uh, they don't owe any fees. Our judge is kind enough to be part of that and let these guys off the hook. And and but they got to Like I said, they got to go to uh, to our class. It's the first Friday of every month, and we, we we typically buy them some food and go through the class and and you know share stories and just testimonies and those sort of things. It's interesting that they, they don't talk about that through the recruiting process when you get in the military. You're like, yeah, yeah. When you get out, there's if you happen to get yourself into some trouble, there's other yep. guys who have been there, done that. Yeah, can help you through that process. So yep. it's a it's an incredible service, man. So what's one thing that you would say to yourself? You know, rewinding back the clock a little bit, you're in your garage. And you're, you're telling yourself, hey, listen, there's going to be a restaurant that's right on the water. It's actually right on Lake Ray Hubbard here in, yeah. in Rockwall in a few years. And you're going to actually run and own this restaurant. What would you tell yourself? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I, 
I would be very surprised to, to even have that in, in my head. Cause I had my first, my first beer I came to Rockwall I had right here at my bar back when it was, it used, it used to be called agave. And, uh, and that was my first beer in Rockwall right there. And, uh, now it's kind of ironic, you know, now here we are owning the place and it's one of the most successful. So to tell myself it would have been a dream back then, but I just wasn't even thinking about it. I just, it just literally came just like that. Jeff and I were like, you want to start a restaurant? And we're like, let's do it. So here we are. Wow. And we're about ready to have Jeff on here in a few minutes too. So that's incredible, man. That is the American dream. However, there's, there's a lot of myths associated with running your business, meaning, you know, the accountability component, right? Being able to understand uh, balance sheets and income statements and owner's equity and, you know, basic blocking and tackling of running a business, staying profitable and and having uh, absorb costs, fixed costs, variable, all these quite frankly, kind of confusing principles yeah. in the basic blocking and tackling of running a business. What would be some advice to somebody that you would have if they wanted to take all of those basics and take it to another level? What are some best practices that you've experienced to avoid some of those kind of knucklehead moments yeah. in growth that you're going to experience? You're going to stub your toe. You're going to screw up. We learn every day, but I, I would always have a partner. You know, you try to take all this on yourself. It'd be pretty overwhelming because it has to get done. The paperwork has to get done. Taxes have to be paid. Dishwashers have to be fixed. At the same time, toilets have to be scrubbed. So everything has to be done. And what what you really become good at is delegating. Being a delegator, instead of trying to take it all on yourself and also have a really good business partner, delegation is the thing that'll get you to the next level for sure. You ever ran into issues with who owns what or now you just no. hire a lot of that stuff out on the front end. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. We just, uh, Jeff, he'll do the front of the house and I do the back of the house. And if he has suggestions on the back of the house, if I have suggestions on the front of the house, we always talk, you know, we just, there's no, never been a heated moment. If there's ever a disagreement, we both usually take a deep breath without saying a word and just take a deep breath and think about it for a second. And then be like, makes sense. And then, you know, once you think about it and swallow that pride a little bit, sometimes, you know, it's, it's better to just talk it out and good things happen. So it's amazing how ego plays into every, almost every single conflict yeah. we've talked with. There are experienced talking to business owners. Yeah. Type A guys. Yeah. Type A girls. Yeah. Just like kick down doors and get out of their way. You got to take a breath. Yeah. That's important. That's important. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. So tell people a little bit about logistics. How, how do people get here? How do people, I mean, what's the experience like during a Friday night here at Sideways? So Friday we have live band. Saturdays we have live band. Thursday live band. Wednesday karaoke. Tuesdays open mic. Uh, we try to do something about every single night of the week. So we have Sunday brunch. On Sunday we'll have a guitar player up here, a solo artist, and it's just real quiet and hardly any speakers going and just a really good Sunday. The garage doors are open, but on a Friday night, it is packed. It's packed in here. A Saturday night, it's packed. Tonight's going to be packed because it's karaoke, like I said, So, and it's a good time. So we've had a lot of loyal people come in here, and they'll sing karaoke, and then their friends come. So it's just grown and grown and grown, all with loyal people, and it's the same people coming back, and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's a great problem to have. As a, yeah, as a it's restaurant, a good problem. Right? It's fine. That's exciting. That's exciting. So the experience is electric, right? Uh, I've been in oh, here with my family. It's, yeah, you've been it's here. A, it's a family environment. And you can cater to somebody who's you know, largely just experimenting with being out and away from their parents to all the way up to somebody who wants to have a wholesome experience as a family. Yeah. You know, it's so a good, it's everything. It's not 
you know, on Friday and Saturday, it'll, it'll get a little bit loud in here, yeah. but, uh, every, every, you know, everything else is pretty quiet, laid back. Uh, but it, at night it does, like you said, it gets electric. It's a lot of people. So, but a lot of fun. Good food too. Yeah. Great pretty food. good food. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> I know the cook. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. awesome. Well, I appreciate you. So at Knucklehead, you know, we come out with a new podcast episode every Tuesday, right? Sometimes we spice together some of these video series featuring local businesses, that type of thing. So what we're doing here is we're, we're coming up with a bonus episode. This is bonus content. If you're listening to this right now, this is, this is actually bonus content. Nice. Right. It's the extras. What is it that makes Sideways special? What's the differentiator in you, in your business? That's a little extra than maybe some other things that are out there. Like other barbecue restaurants? Yeah like compared to them and you as a business owner, what makes you a little bit different? Well, We're involved. I mean, we're here pr- pretty much every day. I know I can pretty much all my customers by name. Uh, if I, if I walk in, I know about 90% of the people that are at the bar. I know everybody that's sitting down. So I'm involved. Jeff is involved. Ernie, our other business partner, he's involved. Everybody, we know everybody. So it's not, and we try to remember everybody's name, the bartenders, everybody knows Bo. It's just those sort of things. So we want to make sure our customers know that we appreciate them. But barbecue on the other side of it, you know, you don't come to most barbecue restaurants and have a live band. You don't come to a barbecue restaurant. We have karaoke and a huge bar that you can just hang out and sit down at. It's just barbecue. You go in, you go through the line and get your plate and go sit down, you eat, and you go get your banana pudding, eat that, and then you leave. Yeah. Ours, you go sit down at your table, a waitress will come wait on you and take your order, go get your food, bring it to you, and uh, while you're having a drink and listening to some good music. so That's a completely different experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's a completely different experience. Instead of it being out of the box, it's custom. Yeah, it's custom to you. It makes you feel as if you're welcome. So again, thank you very much, Josh, for, yes, for taking the time to Absolutely. talk me through some of what I would consider to be largely knucklehead moments, right? Knucklehead is, is a term of endearment where we say, hey, you're going to screw up. Yeah. You're going to have toilets that need to be fixed. It, the grease traps that you're talking about yeah. up at the top. You didn't know that before, but it didn't stop you from having a really successful, incredible restaurant just on the lakeside, yeah. just off I-30 here in Rockwall. Yep. So I appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Appreciate it. And we're about ready to have Jeff on here yeah. in a few minutes. Have you ever asked yourself why you haven't started a podcast? Well, I already know the reason. So do you. You don't feel like you're tech savvy. You don't feel like you got your message wired tight. And quite frankly, it's just, it's all this mystification going on. Quite frankly, uh, our process helps to demystify that. We're push button for podcasts. We're knucklehead. Why knucklehead? Well, we lead with the fact that you don't know what you're doing. We do. We've been there. We've actually been in your shoes. We take your spoken voice. We literally give a human voice to your website. You want to bring dead leads to life? Well, then you need to talk to knucklehead. Essentially, what we're going to do is we're going to take you through our process and we're going to help take your human voice and increase the process for you going from dead leads to life. How do I, how do I do that? Well, You essentially just take your human voice, put it in a directory, and let people consume more of you. Give your audience the ability to Netflix on you. They want to binge watch you. They want to binge listen. Give them the ability to take your voice along on that commute with them. So you can get in touch with us, Steven at Knucklehead Podcasts. Or if you've got a really cool story, stories at Knucklehead Podcasts. You can find us on LinkedIn and on Facebook at Knucklehead Promotions, LLC. Get in touch with us. Don't be a beta about the process. Don't let the fact that you don't know preventing you from getting some wins so don't be a beta get some wins and contact us today see you jeff kassar welcome to the show buddy how are you good to have you brother all right so jeff i didn't know that i was going to be talking to an olympian today (laughs) that's exciting that's exciting so olympics and soccer 
yeah. don't always go hand in hand when you're talking about the U.S., mm-hmm. right? Because soccer is probably the world's most popular sport. In these other countries, they're significantly better than we are. I have to ask, being a professional athlete, representing our country the way that you did, how was it that you dealt with failure or lacks of execution or mistakes at that top level mm-hmm. competing against other elite athletes? Yeah. But being an, an American soccer player versus a Portuguese soccer player or a Brazilian soccer player or all of those things. Walk me through what that process was like. Well, I mean, that, that's a big question. But to make it to the top, you have to deal with adversity. It's how you handle yourself when you're successful. It's how you handle yourself when there's failures and a lot of self-reflection. Uh, I was a goalkeeper. The one person that meant a lot in my career was my brother, it's a simple saying uh, in goalkeeping was a better shot, better save. And so that means don't make excuses. It's find a way to, to get it done. That's kind of pretty much how I live my life. Was your uh, brother older or was he younger? Oh, he's older. I'm the he baby. Oh. <laughs> uh, older brother, older sister, and uh, baby Jeff. And they've been very instrumental in my life, along with my parents. That's incredible. How much bigger are we talking about? Just older or was he? Yeah, I am 45. My brother is 55. My sister is 52. The reason why I was asking about that is, is the influence of a peer or a brother. Sometimes it's almost more impactful, like a teammate, for instance, than a coach. Yep. Right. So the ability to work with a coach, given your background in sports, now that you are the, the, the guy owning the, the, the business, what was that transition like going away from, all right, I'm the goalkeeper. Everything stops with me to being a part of a team to now you're kind of leading a team through what you're doing now. Well, the last 11 years I was with Real Salt Lake in, in Utah, Yeah. Uh, seven as assistant, four as head coach, got let go from that job and uh, moved back to Texas where my wife's from, uh, from Rowlett. also played for FC Dallas for seven years. So it, it was coming home away from home. Utah was home, but owning a restaurant, it's a team here. And I use almost all the same skills that I used uh, as head coach. I'm an assistant coach in in soccer. Same here in the restaurant. You know, you got 47 employees, different ages. Some have kids, some have been married, some are divorced. And it's, it's how you work with each individual. No one is the same. And it's trying to, you know, instill the values of sideways, but also uh, a little bit of understanding what what they're going through in life uh, and trying to be there for them. And, you know, here at Sideways, we talk about family and we have our own dysfunctional family here at Sideways. It's not always smooth, but we try to, you know, understand, get past and and get better uh, at things we do. Yeah, that's a, it's really fun to think about family and food coming together. Yeah. Right. There's probably times whenever you were an athlete back, you know, back in the day where a lot of those, that friction that can exist between teammates, right. Cause you're dealing with type A folks, right. And everybody's got different personalities, yeah, but sure. a lot of those conflicts were resolved through either a gathering around the table or a meeting of the minds or a players only there you go. meeting. And then there's food at the end, right? Yeah. That's how it's almost how yeah. you process yeah. through things. Yeah. There's some dysfunction yeah. too with those patterns. Always, so. always. So as a business owner, what are some things that you would tell yourself? I mean, would you draw some parallels between, you know, coaching at a high elite level and performing at a high elite level and then also running a business at an elite level? And 
And then what are some similarities between those three different three different distinctions? I think there's similarities all over the place. Okay. You know, um, we could have a bartender who's been a bartender for 10 years and we could have somebody that we're just training. As an owner, you try to put proper management in place, coach them on how to then coach the people under them, right? And get to the same goal that we want to. We've been blessed here at Sideways to, to hire some people that have been with us since day one. And moving to a city, hiring people that we haven't known anything about, they've been loyal, they've been trustworthy, they've gone above and beyond to, to help us as owners, to help uh, Sideways as a restaurant, um, and we couldn't be more blessed. You know, in, the, in this business, there's a lot of turnover. And what we try to do is, is make this a place where you won't, you're, you're happy to come to work. There's a lot of understanding going on. Is there ever mass confusion? Is there ever people that just aren't doing it? Absolutely. But try to teach compassion, understanding, and then, you know, wondering before they walked in, what was their day like? Yeah. You know, what was their day like? You know, did they experience something at home? Did they have to pick up their kid from school because something happened and, and just understanding and getting through it. And uh, some days are challenging, um, but we stick together and we're almost coming up on our one year anniversary here. And uh, it, it's, it's been, it's been an amazing first year here at Sideways. That's awesome. That's awesome. Tell me about a time. I'm going to switch gears to a second back to your playing days. Yeah. Right. And then let's jump forward a little bit to see what's in the future for Sideways, right? Cause this experience a lot of small small towns that uh, that want to have amenities, that want to have this this atmosphere. I'm sure that there's more sideways coming, right? But yeah. we'll talk about that yeah. in just a second. <laughs> Let's go back to your playing days for a second. Can you think about a time where you screwed up, where you messed up, you were in your own head because of something that a striker had done or uh, a goal that you know you should have stopped mm. but didn't? Many. Okay. So those those instances. Think back to a time where how did you get yourself uh, out of that hole? How did you dig yourself out of it? Or was it somebody else that helped you in that process to get back to your best? I think it's a combination of all of them. Uh, you know, it's never in, in professional sports, in any sport, it doesn't matter what level, you always have to look at yourself. You lean on veteran leadership to help you through times. You lean on coaching staff to help you through times. You lean on teammates to help you through times. It's never one thing, but the the ones that that make it to the top are always very self-critical of themselves, and they're honest with themselves. And when you're honest with yourself, and you can say, "I need to get better in this area," uh, then it makes it much much easier. Same thing in, in in owning a restaurant. I mean, listen, I owned a restaurant in Utah. wasn't anything to the day-to-day operations. I was an investor, kind of a place to hang out called Home Base. We had wonderful people working there. That business is flourishing. I've recently sold it and I got wonderful partnership with Josh and Ernie here. Uh, We got a great team, great employees. It's never one thing to make it successful. That's for sure. And I like how you can take that attention and energy that comes with pressure and kind of bifurcate that in a way, just kind of push it out and spread it out amongst uh, different people. But being a goalie, all the pressure's on you. Sure. All the pressure's yeah. on you. Uh, so now that you're running this business and part of running a business is being able to be several steps ahead of other people who are out there or, or just 
thinking at a different pace and, and uh, performing at an optimal level. So tell people about what's next for Sideways. We've had, I want to say, let's just say 16 to 20 people approach us for opening Sideways. It could be in California, could be in Memphis, could be in one yesterday in Wisconsin, all over the United States, obviously uh, a few here in Texas as well. What we're trying to do right now is, listen, we don't have this place mastered yet. You know, there's things we need to improve on. And we're coming up on one year. We're trying to master this one location. And then from there, growing and grow and not spreading ourselves too thin to where our product here in, our, in the town that we live in doesn't do well. You know, we want to take care of our town. Uh, both Josh and I live right here. Ernie lives just up the road a little bit in, in Roy City. But we want to try to do it in the right time. We're trying to grow our catering business right now, which almost seems like a complete another business on top of owning a restaurant. Um, so we're trying not to spare ourselves too thin. With that being said, we're also waiting for the right person to do the franchising with, you know, somebody that's, you know, this is Josh and I's and Ernie's baby. You know, Josh and I are here almost every single day and we want to make sure that it's done right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the founder that Michael Keaton starred in about Ray Kroc, that experience, some people would have some misconceptions about running a business, misconceptions specifically about running a restaurant, and then also not understanding the connection between, to your point earlier, about the whole different business that catering is. So it's probably a avoiding of a knucklehead moment to, to push that distance, to push oh, that off. You yeah, know, we, 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 we have many knucklehead moments here. Many. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> well, we say that as a term of endearment, because quite frankly, yeah. everybody, every one of us screw up. Yeah. Not one of us out here is perfect or got it all figured out. But together, what we can do is we can largely learn from yep. each other. Well, Jeff, I appreciate you taking some time. Anything you, you want to leave these guys with? Now, listen, we thank you for your support, support Knucklehead. That's what we're about is we wanted to have Sideways here in our community, take care of our friends, family, and our friends and family are growing and growing and growing and growing. And that's what we want to do. Yeah. That's what, that's what it's all about. You got great leadership, right? You got great leadership and a good culture and somebody who played a sport that's growing like soccer. Now you can deal with that wave of interest, <laughs> kind of like the wave of interest is happening for Sideways too. So it's exciting. Thank you, brother. Yeah, you bet, Appreciate man. you, man. Take care of yourself. All right, bye. Thanks.